This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Your turn, Blake. <laughs> Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC. You are now entering the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. Um, this is Andrew, and I'm excited to be back with everybody today. I'm sorry I missed the last episode. This Hurricane Irma came around and blew everything out here in Miami. But um, now it's a sweltering hot day. And speaking of sweltering spring, did you hear that I sat for five days in a 90-degree apartment with no electricity or air conditioning? It was great. I mean, How are it sounds like you probably sweated out all the toxins that you had in your system. So you got a nice little free sauna treatment. Uh, yeah, except for all those other toxins I was putting in. Shelf-stable food. Delicious! Not, <laughs> not at all. I, I mean, I, I love nachos. It's like my secret guilty pleasure, nachos. And um, I, the thought of eating another chip, just, just no thank you. No thank you. <laughs> Only fruits and vegetables for a little while. Clean myself up, feel better. Um, how are you doing? Well, we're super glad to have you back. And um, although Anthony was amazing last episode. We are glad to be back, uh, you and I, here for this episode today. And um, yeah, I'm doing great. We're I'm um, here in New York City, and it's, you know, the city that everyone loves, so I must be the luckiest person to live here. You're so lucky that I get <laughs> to see you on Friday, because I get to fly up to New York City and uh, visit people I care about, too. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm super um, excited it's gonna be, to see you. It's going to be hot, though. I thought it would be nice and cool. I have all these great fall clothes, and now that I live in Miami, it's shorts all the time, except I don't really wear shorts. <laughs> so let's, let's circle oh. back to it's fall. And so today we're doing a special back-to-school type episode, thinking about, like, getting back together with all the people that you might not have seen over the summer. And so what is our question of the day? So the question that we're going to be talking about today is how do I know if someone likes me? How does I know that? How do I know if she likes me? He likes me. How do I actually know? And if you have any other questions, feel free to send them to us as well at the sex at gmail.com at the end of the program. We'll have a whole bunch of different ways that you can get in touch with us. Yeah. And I'm super excited to talk about this. Like, do they like me? Because that's always a question we have when we're, you know, wanting to go out with someone and we're trying to figure out beforehand if it's really worth the risk. Should we ask? Because we want to know first, do they like me? Yeah. Um, and, and you said like, there's a risk involved. And I think that we put a lot of impetus on how other people view us, right? Especially if we like somebody. Um, I think sometimes we need to flip that question around. The question like, do they like me? Is that really, do I like, do I like them? Mm -hmm. And is, is, is that the more important question? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so how do you know if someone likes you? 
Well, um, I mean, I think back to the main way that I've seen a lot of people figure this out. And it's kind of silly, but people will write down on a piece of paper, do you like me? Check yes or check no. So Ugh. is that what we're going to recommend? If you, if anyone ever gives me one of those, I am going to take it and circle both and then probably write a message about how it's confusing and it's not a simple <laughs> black and white answer. And if I don't already know, it's kind of like the people who propose to someone and the other person says no. By the time you give someone that card, you better be sure they're going to say yes. Otherwise, you have this like physical piece of evidence that's sitting in front of you that unequivocally says that I'm not good enough for this other person. Um so uh, maybe if you're like six years old, that's good. <laughs> or maybe if you've been with someone for 20 years and you're like, eh, is this the relationship I want to keep going in? But overall, a little piece of paper that says yes or no, prob probably not so. That's not Okay, okay. So we're not going to do that. So how do we know if someone likes us? I mean, it's really kind of complicated, especially because when you're in those situations with other people, people are always kind of putting on this perfect version of themselves or a better version of themselves. Um, and it's sometimes hard to get to know what someone thinks or fails whenever they're constantly trying to be that, that fake perfect self. And uh, sometimes we see it in social media. Um, we had talked before about uh, some of the filters that could happen in Instagram, um, the pictures that people are putting forward really, I mean it's a cleaned up version of yourself. And how do you know if that cleaned up version is what people like instead of the real you, right? I mean, I've never farted in my life. Not <laughs> once. Not once. Yeah. <laughs> so we do a lot to try to make sure that someone likes us. We try to be um, our prettiest self. We try to be our smartest self, our funniest self. When we talk to someone, when we present ourselves online, when we go out on those first dates. And so it is really hard to really get to know someone, um, very quickly. It takes a lot of time to really start to understand who someone really is and how they react in different situations and whether that is a good match for you and the ways that you like things and the way you like, uh, interactions to go. And I think it happens even before those first dates. You know what I mean? Like th these are the sort of things, the questions that are happening before you even get to the point when you're asking someone out because you're afraid to ask if you don't know the answer. Um, so if you're not going to write them a little, do you like me? Yes or no? What are you going to do? I mean, are we going to talk to them? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My gosh. Could you imagine talking to this other person? Why don't we send them texts? Without a lot of, you know, like, hey, text, how are you? I don't know. Texting. Text, texting? Te okay. Text. So we're going to text before we talk, clearly. <laughs> Everyone text first. We're going to text. We're going to message. So we're going to do some tuning to figure out uh, whether it's worth investing any more in. So if we're tuning or this kind of flirting type behavior with someone, um, we're sending a lot of emojis. We're you know, saying silly, how was your day type things. Right. So, but all of the things that we've talked about so far are all kind of like skirting around the main issue, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not really doing the one thing. I mean, I think the best thing that you can probably do is to be upfront and maybe ask somebody, right? Like, 
hey, Ask what's going the on person. here? Not, not just anybody. Oh, just a random to... person on the street? <laughs> we need yeah. to go directly to the person we're interested in and ask them. Yeah. This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Your turn, Blake. <laughs> Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC. All right, so the, uh, we're standing here looking at each other. Um, so how do you ask someone then? Like, so I think that's an easy piece of advice to give, but without anything to back it up, it's really hard to tell someone who's really not necessarily very confident in what they're doing. Like, how do you actually ask someone? What does that look like? Well, I kind of have a story of what I think is not the best thing to do. Um, so when I was maybe 16... I had a really big crush on Brad, and I really hope he hears this and listens to this, um, even though it's way too late. Uh, and he found out that I had a crush on him, and so he called me to tell me that he didn't like me. And it was pretty heartbreaking because... I don't think I ever even would have told him and I was just kind of enjoying having this crush and I wasn't even ready to, you know, act on that in any way at that time. And so it was it was pretty devastating in a lot of ways to kind of just receive a call out of the blue and be told that uh, your crush directly from your crush <laughs> that you're not liked. Um, so I think that it is important to actually go to someone and talk to them if you're kind of interested in something. But also, I don't think that we should be assuming what other people want or feel without actually directly talking to them about it. So you're saying there should be this like secondary kind of piece of advice here that if someone asks you if you like them and you don't, you should more be more gentle with their feelings, especially because it's a hard question to ask. Yeah, I mean, I think that you should be honest, but I think that, well, my my advice really in this kind of specific situation would be that, you know, um, you don't need to assume that somebody actually was going to make the next move. So, like, he assumed that I was going to ask him out or that I was waiting for him to ask me out or something, and he called to tell me, you know this isn't going to happen. And that's what I think, like, he was making an assumption about kind of what my crush even meant to to me or to him. And so that's part of it. And even if you know that somebody has a crush on you because you have heard from multiple sources or you've kind of seen the way they act and it makes a lot of sense to you that they have a crush on you, that doesn't mean that they necessarily want a relationship with you or even to go out on dates with you. Um, and so a lot of this is really just we need to talk and really be clear in our communication with one another instead of making assumptions. Yeah. Um, and I think the other side of that uh, is 
often when someone shows interest in you, it can be really intoxicating as well. So you might not necessarily even think about someone else in a kind of dating way or, or, or if I even like them way. But when someone shows interest in you, um, it can be really intoxicating as well. And it can kind of make you think, wow, this person likes me. Maybe I like them as well, even if it's someone that you don't necessarily actually like. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I've definitely gone out with people only because they liked me so much that I was like, oh, this is this is great. And yeah, I felt really happy, but it wasn't true that I actually liked them back. It was it just felt exciting because there was so much kind of a adoring <laughs> happy flattery <toward> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean so i mean both sides of the question like yeah you we should be talking and we should be communicating about it i mean think how easy the world would be if people were effective at communicating what they wanted from other people in relationships instead of us having 800 different apps and all of these different ways to date and see people you'd be like hey how are you today Let, let's make a conversation happen but instead <laughs> it's i mean it's it's turned from something that should be a little, I mean, it shouldn't be that complicated, but it's this incredibly complicated system that we set up. And I think that instead of technology making it easier for people, it's actually making it harder pretty frequently. Um, the way that we communicate through texting, um, all of the subtleties or all of the ways that people misinterpret uh, those kind of the, the way that texts come across mm. makes it really hard to know if someone actually likes you. So, yeah. um, and I mean, that's especially true in that a lot of times you can't tell if someone's joking or being sarcastic. And so someone might be kind of doing some tuning or flirting behavior with you and you think they were being a jerk to you or vice versa. Um, and so right. I think people that can do that little flirting behavior and someone can take it as that they really like you as well. Right. Yeah. Like, so it could mean that you think they're a jerk, but you could also take it the wrong way. So we have to be really careful with all of those sort of flirting and tuning behaviors because they're hard to interpret. Like they're intentionally difficult to interpret because mm. you're never being direct. You're always like, hey, something over here. Maybe. Wait, no. <laughs> oh, wait, you don't like me? Never mind. I was just kidding. <laughs> so, <Take care. laughs> so, OK, so we know that we need to be clear and we know that we need to be aware of other people's feelings and not make assumptions. But then how do we really ask somebody whether they're interested? How do we like go up to them and what do we say so that it's not embarrassing, but very clear? Well, for me, I've always been really outgoing. And um, whenever it comes to rejection, and we'll talk about rejection multiple times over the course of our podcast. Uh, for me, it was just like, well, this one's done. I'm moving on to the next one. So like my heart was never in that place where I, I was that afraid of it. But I think for most people, um, it's about building up a little bit of confidence and getting in there and actually having that direct conversation with the person. A lot of times what we'll do is we'll ask people around the person instead. Like I have a friend who knows them or I have a friend of a friend or I'll ask an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. I mean, that's okay too to feel something out. I mean, but don't, don't think that those people won't tell that person because <laughs> they might, and it might get around to them before you actually talk to them. Um, but if we and then they might call you on the phone and, and be tell like, you they don't Bring, like you. hey, I don't like you. <laughs> oh, Brad. Um, <laughs> um, Brad, if you're listening, 
I've forgiven you. <laughs> Give her a call. <laughs> I think he has two kids. Um, so, so when we go up to somebody and we directly have a conversation with them, um, we we want to be really gentle as well, I think. And so kind of saying, you know, um, I want to I want to talk to you. Um, and then what do we say next? Like, I want to talk to you about what? Well, I mean, I, there are, I have feeling that I like you. And I always think that when you start that conversation, you should have like a plan in the back of your head. So it doesn't just end with like the do you like me? Do you not like me? But there should always be the and do you want to and then go get coffee or do you want to go to a movie or do you want to come to my house and Netflix? And or like basically, do you want to get to know me better? Right. Because we're also saying that someone probably doesn't know whether they like you and you probably don't even actually really know whether you like that person unless you've been friends with them for a while. And so, so we do, we're actually saying, do you want to get to know each other better? Yeah. So, um, I knew that my partner, um, Alan, uh, liked me long before that I knew that I liked him. And I was a terrible tease for months, like <laughs> flirting and tuning all over the place. Um, but I didn't want anything. So, uh, yeah. But now, now my much, much older self would be more kind. And, and, and I don't know, because if, if I would have just let him down like I normally do with people, I wouldn't have actually got to know him. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's complicated. We don't so, even follow so, yeah, we don't follow our own advice. That's true. Uh, so we want to get to know somebody. So really, um, you can actually, I'm going to say, totally avoid this question by simply getting to know somebody a little more instead. So if we just go around the, I was going to say to the back door. <laughs> Well, that's getting to know someone really well. <laughs> so if we want to just, uh, yeah, uh, circumvent the question, then we can say that we just really want, hey, I'm interested in getting to know you better. Do you want to get to know me a little more? And then suggest an activity. And then that way you both actually have a better understanding of whether you actually like someone. And the kind of activities that you ask someone to do, and this is kind of like shifting from do you like me into the beginnings of dating, um, the kind of activities that you ask people to do are important as well. Um, that whole classic movie and dinner um, is is one of the, like the dinner part can be a nice way to get to know somebody, but most of the time a movie is a terrible way to spend time with someone that you don't know. Unless you both know you love a movie, like if you're a Harry Potter fan and there's a Harry Potter movie, you both go to the Harry Potter, whatever, Star Wars, what have you. Um, but well, you're that's... sitting next to someone you don't know, awkwardly thinking, oh, do I touch their hand? Do they like me? It gets right back to the same question at the beginning. Well, I think... And that's assuming it's at a theater, though, because I think watching a movie at someone's house, um, if you know and trust them, 
um, is much different because you're able to kind of talk during it and then, you know, ask questions and be like, or even a movie you've already seen that you're watching that you really like and enjoy. Like, that's kind of different. Um, so I agree that asking someone to go to a movie is not a really good way to get to know them. Get to know them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of other th- fun things that you can do. Um, and if you're a little bit shy at the beginning, sometimes it's nice to have some friends around. So if you can think of activities where you can invite them to be with you and some good friends, um, it's a great way to get to know them. And it takes off a little bit of that stress of, do they like me? And it also is a great way to get to know you because that um, other people can actually see you interacting with your friends and see how you are. And it is really easy to be yourself when you're around some of your best friends. And so it can be really nice for the other person to really see kind of this genuine version of yourself as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we've kind of talked people through how do you know if someone likes you? How do you ask somebody if they like you? And then I think we're going to end today talking about like, what does it look like when you go from that kind of tuning to dating to that exclusive relationship? What What's that kind of third is that third step it's probably like the 345th step in your relationship something like that um but what does that look like moving from dating to something a little bit more exclusive yeah and And i mean um i think it kind of depends you know on what stage in your life like how important exclusivity is um and some people like different models of relationships that are more open as well. Um, But I think that is still in our society kind of the typical uh, next step that people are looking for is to be exclusive in a relationship. And if someone is into non-exclusive relationships, you still have to have that really important conversation about what what are you and what does this look like, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We said it again. We have to have a conversation. (laughs) Yeah, so... DTRing, right? Defining that relationship and figuring out um, what each person really wants from the relationship um, and what kind of the boundaries are in with other people as well. Yeah. So it's really just having that conversation and you have to be explicit about it too. I think that's something that a lot of people take for granted, especially when we start looking at examples of relationship growth and media. People just go from barely knowing each other to this, this dating process to married or whatever else happens to them in their lives. But in real life, that's not quite the path most people follow. You actually have to have a conversation that says, hey, I'm dating you and perhaps other people um, to I'm just dating you. Um, I think a lot of people are under the assumption if you are dating that they're not seeing anybody else but if you've never had that conversation with another person if you've never said hey you know i only want to see you or i want us to be you know a closed unique item (laughs) um if you've not had that conversation then you're not guaranteed to be getting what you want or what you expect from the relationship so once again throughout like i think that's something that threads through all of the different parts that we've talked about today is that being more explicit and being open to that kind of communication as well um so i think I think that's an ongoing conversation as well. And um, you're right that a lot of people will kind of assume like, oh, we've been going on dates now for like a month. So that means we're not dating anyone else now. Like people set these kind of arbitrary timelines that must mean we're exclusive now. And then people get really upset when they find out, you know, one person wasn't thinking that way. And so not only do we need to be explicit, but we need to like, 
be ongoing about that and continually checking in. And even once we've decided we are exclusive, you know, that doesn't mean that you don't check in with your partner about how they're feeling about the relationship anymore. Like it doesn't just then carry on on its own. Yeah. Something that I'm a huge proponent for, um, I think that anniversaries are kind of weird anywhere where people eat a big, filling, crazy, rich meal and then try to go enjoy each other. It should be the other way around. Anyway, um, I think and something like an anniversary that you have, even if it's a one month anniversary or a two month anniversary, you know, those beautiful things that you have at the beginning of a relationship. Um, I think it's nice if we kind of use this as checkpoints as well, where we can start having those sort of conversations. Um, if you're going to celebrate that day, celebrate it with a good conversation about, hey, this is what I love about you and this is my relationship with you and uh, this is what I expect and these are the rules, right? These are the kind of rules defining that relationship. Mm, yeah, that's a great idea because um, that gives you a very uh, real reminder of what, to keep having those conversations as well. Yeah. Cool. Anything else that we need to talk about today? I think we're at the period. Oh. So today for the period, we're <laughs> going to do something a little bit different. I have some fun, sexy emojis that I'm going to tell Spring, and she's going to tell me what they mean. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm so ready. I love emojis. Go. <laughs> okay, I have peach emoji, banana emoji, smooch emoji. Oh, peaches and bananas. I think that means that you like to have fruit salad for breakfast. <laughs> fruit salad. <laughs> uh, maybe toss the fruit salad for breakfast. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Pufferfish, eggplant, kissy lips. Oh, you like to eat sushi made with eggplant. Sushi with egg. <laughs> right? Uh, I think that's perfect, right? These are open to interpretation. They're emojis. Okay, last one. Tongue emoji, flower emoji, and then surprised O face emoji. Oh, you love the springtime. <laughs> I do love the springtime. I love all the time that I get to spend with you. And unfortunately, <laughs> we're just about out of time today. Um, so uh, if you ever have so... any questions, you can let us know. You can email us at thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. That's 413-497-2748. You can find us on Instagram at The Sex Wrap. You can find us at Facebook at The Sex Wrap. And you can find us at Twitter at The Sex Wrap. Whatever you do, just make sure you wrap us. Thanks, guys. Bye. Eggplant emoji. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid... The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. This is Kelly Clarkson. If you love awesome music, then you also have a soft spot for TV's number one singing competition, The Voice. This season, it'll be bigger and better than ever with Adam Blake, Jennifer Hudson, and the reigning champ, moi. I've won The Voice six times. There is life beyond Blake. I want to be a cowboy. I can do all that too. Yo, Tara Blake. <laughs> Watch Team Kelly on The Voice. Not to brag, but I am the returning champ. Followed by the premiere of Manifest, tonight on NBC.